Hey, welcome back to Mike Seibert Radio. I am your host, and this week we're uh, we're going back to the movies. Uh, today we are talking about Last Night in Soho, the uh, latest from the imagination of Edgar Wright. And I I am really excited to talk about this movie. I I had the opportunity to see an advanced screening and. In that same advanced screening, I didn't quite realize this right away. Attending that same advanced screening was a uh, old friend from the old uh, KGRG era. And I thought, what better way to talk about movies than actually having a actual movie critic uh, join us here on the show from 98.9 The Bull and the Seattle Film Critics Society. Joining us here on Mike Seibert Radio, it's Joe Hammerschmidt. How uh, how you doing, my friend? Hey, Mike. It's really good to see you, my friend. This definitely makes up for, for not seeing you in the audience during the screening last week because I got I got in there so close to showtime I was I was running a little behind because I had to stop for food. I had to stop for food that I that I snuck into the theater. So I I completely, completely, completely didn't see you. I understand. Well, and and it's funny. So, uh, and we we were talking about this on on Facebook when uh, uh when you noticed I was there as well. I I remember seeing you zip across the the uh the the front row of the seats. I was like uh the row behind you on the opposite side. So like yeah, there there was no way uh you'd you'd have seen me unless like you yeah, were I was, like specifically. I, I was looking. I was way too focused on my on my giant Chipotle barbacoa bowl. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and conversely, I uh, I missed you on uh, on the way out. Also, I was like, oh yeah, I should probably say hey to Joe. I I haven't seen him since uh, uh, since KGRG, and it was the same thing. It's like, oh man, he I I came out of the restroom, and then I saw like uh, the back of your the back of your jacket taken right off. I was like, oh man, I missed it. Yeah, I was yeah, I was in a bit of a hurry to try to and to, to try to get back over here. Right. And and here being at the at the station you work at, mm-hmm. uh ninety eight point nine the bull, uh there in uh I don't know, do we call I know the building's in Bellevue, but do we call it Seattle? Uh you're broadcasting out of Seattle. What do what do we call that there? Yeah, you can you can call it Factoria if you want. Because that's that's pretty much that's more or less the neighborhood we are in. We are we are in the Factoria neighborhood just behind the T Mobile offices. Like like we're pretty much a small a, a small little ditch immense space that's pretty much 95 percent t-mobile i got you very cool i was gonna say that the uh building that you occupy and i hope this isn't too much of a trade secret that that building gets very magenta at, at times when yeah uh, especially when turn... especially at night <laughs> yeah <laughs> precisely uh we uh we went through the kgrg system uh around the same time and i I I like several of our our classmates, and we'll, we'll talk about this when when we get on the other side of the movie review. I I think you're most definitely a KGRG success story. I I uh, you've always been passionate about movies, and one of your biggest aspirations that I remember in my time getting to know you is wanting to so desperately be a film critic and recently correct me if i'm wrong you've uh, you're you're official you're part of the uh, seattle film critic society right 
I almost thought that it would never happen, but it feels it still feels like a like a miracle slash dream that it did. Like it just blew my mind that somehow the work I put in it managed to pay off as well as well as it did. Because going go, going back to our time at KGRG, I mean, you you could sense I had I had that hunger, I had that I had that passion, I, I and I was I was a cinephile for as long as I could remember and. When I start and when I started when I started writing those film reviews at KGRG, pretty much at the suggestion of our, it was Trevor who was our who who was our PD at the time, like fall of twenty sixteen. He was definitely the one who and who who gave me the kick in the pants. Build that outlet for yourself, and and from there I just from there I just just rolled with it because I knew for a while that I was definitely that I I had the knack as a writer, so I figured yeah why not why not put two and two together right. Ab- absolutely and it it's hard work and perseverance that that's paid off because i i i know you've you had in, encountered uh, struggles and challenges and and at times where you were losing faith and i i am so glad and proud of you that you didn't and that you're you're posting reviews on uh 98.9 the bulls website and it's it's so cool every time i click on one of your reviews i just kind of have this moment i'm like oh buddy made it i just it it just it it gives me it, it gives me a very warm feeling of pride yeah now you know how i feel when i'm and when i finally hit publish it varies from time to time like most often it's like three in the afternoon but but before i had but before i had like officially secured my press accreditations with allied it was like it was always like 12 in the morning one in the morning when i and, and when, when i would get something done at that moment you're like i'm like Whew, there it's done one more in the can <laughs> i'm killing it i love it I, I I love it. Living your best life over there, and and doing all kinds of cool stuff uh, over there at ninety eight point nine, the Bull. You know, keep, keeping the meters running, keeping the boards running, keeping the souls moving. That's uh, like I said, that that that's terrific news. Uh, living your best life. Thank you. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. And again, thanks for for taking the time uh, uh, to join me here tonight. Of course. Um, so the the movie in question is uh, Last Night in Soho. It is uh, the latest from Edgar Wright. And I thought before we kind of get into our review and discussion a little bit, I think with similar directors that have distinctive voices, I feel that that Edgar Wright has a very particular flavor that might not be to everybody's taste. Like you look, you look at his box office track record and, and it's oftentimes movies that aren't immediately successful, but then find audiences later, uh, either like on TV or home video or things like that. And uh, quite honestly, Joe, I wanted to do uh, this podcast with you now this week uh on the week that the movie comes out and the movie does come out uh this friday the uh 29th just in time for halloween times is i i want folks to go see this movie i want to champion this movie and let folks know that it is um not only is it a great time but it is a spooky scary great time for uh for the halloween times um, so yeah, I just, I just kind of wanted to make sure and, um, 
own why why I'm jumping on because usually like I'll do movie reviews like after the movie has come out. It's like, oh, I went to go see this. Here's what I thought about it. This is one really taking advantage yeah. of having seen that that advanced screening of uh, through our friends at Allied Global Marketing. I, I want to ring the bell <laughs> as as it were and just uh, let folks know. But but before before we get into that. Let's talk a little bit about um, Edgar Wright and uh, Joe being a, a cinephile as you are. What's what's your relationship to Edgar Wright's movies? Well, I'd say for me, of course, it had to start with the Cornetto with the Cornetto trilogy. I can't quite remember what what it was of his that I saw. Actually, wait, no, I, now I do. It was it had to be Scott Pilgrim for probably many around my age because Scott Pilgrim came around like the summer before junior year of high school. So that was probably th- that probably arrived for me, like at the most opportune time to, to be introduced to, Hey, it's Hey, it's a very stylish comic book esque movie from this, from this British director that I have no, that I have no idea of their history. So why not dive in? And when I did, I was definitely floored. I was floored from the get go. It took, a, took a little longer to get to the, get to the Cornetto trilogy after that. But, but when I did, I was, I was hooked. I was so hooked. Yeah, I and my uh um ah, geez, I I'm tr- I'm trying to remember at what point where it clicked with me that this is a dr- I'm a fan of. Like, you know, I I watched Shaun of the Dead. Um I didn't see it in the theater. I I saw it on video and I liked it. I I liked it fine. I liked that it was a great genre bending uh movie. You know, it's blending horror and comedy uh very well in a very uh a Raimi-esque uh uh type of thing. Um I, I didn't see Hot Fuzz right away. I actually had to be told by friends that it was any good and then I watched it, I'm like, oh my God. And same same thing with uh with Scott Pilgrim. I did I I for me I think it wasn't until his involvement with uh, the Ant-Man movie. Uh, obviously, he didn't go on to direct that. He uh, left the project uh, due to uh, uh, the, those. Uh, but there's so much of that movie's DNA, like all of that, that the stuff that folks like about that movie. Uh, That's certainly linked to him in a way. Very much so. Very much so. And I, I tried to explain that to folks and it's kind of, it's hard to for for someone to wrap their head around, and that's no knock on the movie that became Ant Man. I mean, Peyton Reed did a, a terrific job with it, and it's I mean it it's a solid fun movie, but it's like its bones, its DNA is a Edgar Wright. I think it wasn't until honestly, it wasn't until Baby Driver where I'm just like, oh, this is a quote unquote Edgar Wright movie. I'm in the fandom. I'm excited to go watch this Edgar Wright movie. So for me, when last night in Soho one, when it, when it was announced, it's like, Oh, Edgar Wright does a horror movie. Uh, okay, cool. Well, whatever. I like Edgar Wright movies. So I, that, that was kind of my jumping off point, but his, his work is polarizing. And yeah, I, I think sometimes it has trouble finding an audience. What, uh, what do you, yeah, like like you can tell, not not everything he makes is will capture that main that mainstream crowd like right away. Like for me, easily Hot Fuzz and World's End, like probably on the on the furthest end of that of that spectrum for me. Like those two portions of the Cornetto trilogy, th- th- those ones will only really hit the most like the, that hardcore that hardcore fandom of his. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. Because like, I mean, even, you know, uh, reevaluating Scott Pilgrim, you know, it's like, I, I remember at the time fans of the original graphic novels, not necessarily being into it because it's so stylized and it's, it, it it's just one of those weirdly incongruous things. But, um, I, I guess before we move on to last night in Soho, any any other particular observations or thoughts on on Edgar Wright, his filmography, uh, things that we might not have uh, uh, touched on before we moved on? Yeah, yeah. Like I said, if World's End and Hoffa is like like skewed in his most niche level, then I mean, I would say him on all of his cylinders, like being the most most mainstream, had to be probably had to be Baby Driver, even though even if not everyone. Like quickly rush to ru- ru- rush, we gotta and we gotta go to this thing right away. Rush, 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 rush. No, 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 no. That's yeah. That's not that's not necessarily his approach. And basically, with any film he does, you have the folks who will see it opening weekend, but pretty much for, pretty much for everyone else, they'll find their way towards it at their own pace. I'll I'll say that. Last night I had a dream. There was a girl. I got this kind of gift. And you are? Sandy. I can see people, places. So I'll see you again. And they were to find me. But they're not just dreams. They really happened. What did you see? A girl murdered. You witnessed the murder last night. You believe this was a vision. Jack, I don't want to do this. You think you can just walk away? Do you believe in ghosts? Save yourself! The logline for Last Night in Soho uh, in acclaimed director Edgar Wright's psychological thriller, Eloise, an aspiring fashion designer, is mysteriously able to enter the 1960s where she encounters a dazzling wannabe singer is not all it appears to be. And the dreams of the past start to crack and splinter into something far Darker, And again, uh, Last Night in Soho enters theaters only this Friday, October 29th. Um, so Joe the Cinephile, the, uh, the, the film critic, um, saw the same advanced screening I did. What, uh, um, so we'll go non-spoilers first. Uh, give folks, because uh, so, again, the, the movie doesn't um, come out until this weekend. Um, what'd you think? Well, I'll, I'll start by saying just by just sharing how, how where my mindset was at, like like right at the very end, at the very end, without giving anything away, of course. Like, I mean, I went in there with like my expectations were a little tempered, as I was saying to like one of one of my fellow critics on the way out of the theater. What I pretty much told him was simple: nothing like I'd expected. Like, like just like had me had my jaw to the floor figuratively speaking like like this is this is a brand new quarter for edgar like like obviously we've never seen him like craft a horror film before so so i i was definitely excited but i i didn't think he would cut this deep like you gotta you, you gotta give it to the guy even when you think he doesn't have any surprises left here he comes with this almost masterpiece in a way yeah, a- absolutely. And and I think almost masterpiece is um absolutely a great way to put it. It's not perfect, 
but it's pretty darn great. I had a blast with it. And honestly, my my expectations, I think, were um, on an opposite axis is of yours. Because like, like I think thinking like, oh my gosh, it's it's Edgar Wright doing a horror movie. It's an Edgar Wright movie. I remember like when I first got the uh, press invite from our friends over at Allied. I was like, oh yes, 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 a million times yes. You know, I I couldn't I couldn't RSVP fast enough. And even leading up to it, I I was I was kind of buzzing about it. I'm like, you don't understand. I'm really looking forward to this movie. I and and even like the day of, I'm like, well. Office night in Soho. I'm really excited to go watch this movie. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it took me a little. It took me a moment or two because I mean, hey, it's Edgar Wright. He's trying something new, so that and th- that alone had at least the back of my mind caught in a trap of anticipation. Yeah, I mean, I, I had reserved anticipation, so I mean, I can understand you were definitely a little more, a little more like kid in a candy store, super, super hyped. Yes. as the kids might say i i was definitely hyped and it's a um a a couple things i'll I'll say on the movie first first of all it's it's terrific it's 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 bone chilling it's uh it's it's a great halloween movie um i would also say that i am puzzled by the release schedule. I don't understand why they're putting it out on the 29th when this is very much a spooky, scary movie for the Halloween season. Do you have a, what, what's your sense on that? Like, is, is this the, am I, am I full of it? Is this a good time to put it out or like, is it a month too late? Maybe just a week too late, but I mean, I have a feeling it's going to have at least some awards potential in the at least in the crafts departments. Maybe the timing's fine because we're going to have another horror movie out out the same weekend. So with those two intertwined, you've got like that captive audience just hopefully coming in droves. Hopefully, because I'll say with you, I'm I'm championing I'm championing this film like big time. You know, like uh, like I told uh, our our friends at, at Allied, because you know they they ask for you know some poll quotes and and just uh, just kind of general feedback. I, I was like, so so my my poll quote is like, you know, it's it's slick, it's stylish, and it's and it's scary as hell, and kind of sexy too. <laughs> um, I mean, because like I mean, honestly, because like you know, it's 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 um the the cinematography is gorgeous the set design is gorgeous uh the 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 fashion is tremendous oh yeah the yeah costumes were just so on point be i mean being being a movie that does does involve fashion for a subplot you kind of have to like show your a game like it kind of reminded me of the aesthetics in cruella a little bit but this here it just go it just goes way way darker way darker absolutely pushes it uh um and and this is explicitly a horror movie yeah and one of the things i would say and this isn't really much of a spoiler but i i would say that it is a little bit of a slow burn like in that i spent the first portion of the movie not knowing exactly what this movie was and so so there's you know it does a lot 
of uh, world building. And I think for the movie to play out the way that it does, you need to have all of that all of that world building done on the front end to where it, it pays off. And I think it, for the most part, pays off in, in very satisfactory ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I could imagine folks like seeing trailers, for example, it's like, wait a sec, the, the, this movie where they're doing the old timey songs and the lady is in the mirror. What? And this is a this is a spooky, scary horror movie. Yes, it is a spooky, scary uh, ghost story. I think. Yes, it is. A, it, it is a scary movie. And don't overthink the time travel aesthetic here because it's. It's just, it's there. It's there. Yeah. Well, and, and it has some of that Edgar Wright whimsy where it's just kind of like, you know, you, you just, you just kind of buy off on it. And it's um, yeah, because it, it's not at its core, a time travel movie in the way that say like back to the future is it's yeah. No, 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 no. Honestly, I, and I kind of even forgot that it was, that, that it had that theme until I uh, did some research before we started here. One of the smart because one of the smart things Edgar does, he doesn't make it overt. It's like, yes, we're going we're going back to this very stylized, old, old fashioned version of London. It's less back to the future and more more Alice through the looking glass. That's a that's a terrific way of looking at that. And especially since since mirrors are actually like a a, a, a very much a, a plot point. And for me that that that's where where the movie scores the biggest is is the immersion in uh soho in the 60s between like the and a lot of this is in in the trailers but just like the um the the lighting and the decorations the fashion the music i mean this is uh you know again what one thing that that folks can kind of bring into baggage wise to an edgar wright movie is you know that the music is going to play an integral part into uh the movement of the plot and this is very much the the uh the same here um, I and and one of the things I again, it, this kind of reminded me of Baby Driver a little bit is it's, it's like it's some music that, you know, but a lot that you don't. Mm, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, some in some songs definitely sounded familiar to me, but a lot a lot of it felt very unfamiliar. Like one of the songs that stood out for me was the, like the the original version of always something, always something that will remind me. Yes, which I had no idea that was even a cover. I, I'm just, I'm just really, yeah, no, I, I had no idea. So when I heard that, I was like, wait, what is this? <laughs> shows, shows my, uh, uh, music history there, but yeah, there, there was, there was more than a couple ones where it's like, it's, it's originals of songs that later became hits that, that, that yeah. audience members might be more familiar with, uh, yeah. which, uh, which I thought was, um, um, really cool. So, yeah. So, you know, again, it, it's, it's, it's very immersive in, uh, the period setting so much. So, and this is, uh, uh, mildly embarrassing that it wasn't until like deep into the opening sequence that I realized that the movie has a tether to the present day. Uh, because like of the way that the movie uh, starts, it's just like, oh, well, we're already in the 60s. Oh, wait, no, no, we're not. <laughs> so, we were in the 60s, but now but now we're back and we're back to the we're back to the present time. Almost like a dream. 
Very much so. And and I think that that's a good way to describe it. it has, you know, the the um I don't even know what to call it when it when it transitions into time periods. I want to call it time travel, but it doesn't it doesn't feel like it's very ethereal. It doesn't, no, yeah, it, yeah. It, it doesn't fit. It doesn't fit. It, it, it's the, I, I know there's a different term for it, but I, I, I understand. I can't think about it right now. Gotcha. So the other thing that that really uh, took me aback is the uh, the performances. Everybody is terrific in this movie. Um, uh, according to the the casting list, uh, Anya Taylor Joy is first billed as uh, as Sandy, and and she, she's fantastic. I mean, you know, she's a uh, oh yeah. I mean, I mean, and she's really emerging and coming into her own with uh you know all these cool projects she's been in, been a part of, uh you know like uh you know Queen's Gambit, uh, the witch, um yeah, she's the best part of that new mutants. <laughs> um, oh yeah, you know yeah. no. No question, she was fan- she was she was absolutely fantastic in New Mutants. I'm I'm pulling up her IMDb right now, just trying to just trying to remind myself what what, what else what else did I just see her in? Because I didn't cause I, I didn't buy I, I still haven't watched the Queen's Gambit, but I and, but I, I did see New Mutants and, and I did see Emma the the version of Emma that she was in last year that had and had the pandemic not not shut not shut everything down, it pro- probably would have gotten would have done a little better at the box office because she she was pretty solid in that one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely, and and I I think it is a a starring performance, but for me the the breakout far and away is Thomas and Mackenzie as uh, as as Ellie as Eloise. Yes, as Eloise, and she was the she was the secret weapon for this film. And right since that, Edgar sensed that that sheer pluck in her portrayal. Granted, she's had and she has had a bit of a slower a slower rise compared compared to Anya, but she's she's had some pretty good credits to her name in the last last couple of years. If, you, if you'd seen Jojo Rabbit and Leave No Trace, I fully recommend Leave No Trace. She was incredible in that film, and one of my, one of my favorites from a couple from the when it played at SIF a couple of years like 2018, 2019. Mm-hmm. And and had a, a pretty decent turn in old in uh in M Night Shyamalan's old. Oh, that's oh my oh my god! I I told I, told, I almost forgot she was in that as well. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, I mean, debatably one of the best parts of that movie. But uh, but mm-hmm. but, but that we we could litigate that a different uh at a different time. But but yeah. but really like this. This is a star breaking through. This, to me, yeah. I feel is a star making performance. This is somebody you need to watch out for because yes. I feel like absolutely, I, or at least it's my hope that on the heels of this, that that she breaks through and breaks through in a big bad way because she is, um, she has an undeniable presence. And it's a it is a complete performance because the the character has an arc that it's very transformative and um and and she wears it all uh so well confidently easily easily so yeah I mean so I I would imagine that of the two that the Anya Taylor Joy is is probably the more marketable name that's probably who you want to have yeah. at the top of your yeah. poster but but this is this is Thomas this is Thomas and Mackenzie's show that's there's 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 no doubt in my mind that, that it's her show and she and she wears it well I mean yeah I mean give give her the ground to walk and she'll bury those footprints deep in that cobblestone Absolutely I mean just just incredibly magnetic 
energetic and and charming. Yeah, she's guaranteed to hold your attention mm-hmm. all throughout this whole thing. You know, and and everyone else is pretty good in this also. You know, uh, uh, Matt Smith has a turn here from from Doctor Who. He's mm-hmm. pretty good. Uh, one of one of the um, uh, supporting roles that really blew me away was Terrence Stamp. I was like, oh, hey, oh, yeah. it's Terrence Stamp. And yes, and, the, yeah. the, the the incomparable character actor. Yeah. And and it's I mean, I, I make this joke in other contexts, but, it you know, it's good to see him getting work. But it, but it really is. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's I mean, he's just as sharp and as vibrant as uh, as as anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of reminded me of some of the intensity that he brought to the limey. You know, it's like I he he doesn't play a lot of intense often, but yeah, no, this is a th- this was a really cool turn for him. Yeah, when he does when he does get intense, he doesn't he does not lightfoot it. He just he's there. And, and then of course to you know uh, uh, round out the cast, I mean, uh, we couldn't not mention uh, Dame Diana Rigg. Yes, um, as as the uh, uh, apartment landlady in her final movie role, and in fact, yes, the, the movie is dedicated to her. It says uh, uh, for Diana at the um, at the opening card, yeah, right at the very beginning. Uh, yeah, and I, I will admit, I almost completely forgot that that this was Diana's last part. And remembering that before we started here, it just mm-hmm. made her presence all the more special. Like like this. See, like seeing her, you just couldn't ask for couldn't ask for a more complete way to close out your career. Absolutely, because and and yeah, I, I think you nailed it, Joe, in that like it whenever she was on screen, I found myself sitting up and paying closer attention than perhaps I would have because like I think I, I was trying to savor it and hang on to it because it's like, oh, my gosh, this is, you know, that this is her final role. This is, uh, yeah. you know, one one of her last performances um, so that 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 made it um, a little more special in a um in in a in a lot of ways yeah and it's yeah and it's a very real it's a very honest character that just just plays to her strengths easily Mm -hmm. um so as uh as we kind of like close out our uh uh, non-spoiler uh review i mean i mean like i said i mean it is it is a glowing uh, recommendation for me um go stop what you're doing and go watch this movie as soon as you can uh take some friends have have a have a spooky scary halloweeny time um it it is a bit of a slow burn but once it goes yeah it take yeah it it does take its time but it's worth it because and and because every bit of information mm-hmm. that that you find out that you find out about these characters and and this and this world you're finding yourself hobbling back and forth to, it's and the payoff is very rich, very handsome, and 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 you can sense that Edgar is very proud of that. Absolutely, and and it goes hard. Oof. You know, it's like I mean. Um, yeah, it's uh, I'll, I'll leave it there for now. But it's mm. like, you know, if if you're there for, um, you know, a, a terrific stylized psychological thriller um, that that that's full of uh, um, slick, stylish, uh, th- you know, th- there's a lot of things for. OK, so, you know, who is this movie for? Well, for in my opinion, 
it's for Edgar Wright fans. Mm-hmm. Um, I think fans will be satisfied. Yeah. For, um, I th- yeah, the genuine, the genuine, like wide, broad horror fan. They'll and and they'll they'll find at least one thing to appreciate out of this. Like, for, like definitely me. Yeah, a- a- absolutely. And I think um horror fans will uh will dig it as well i mean again it's more of a thriller yeah, yeah, yeah. than That's... like you know like you know you know straight up uh you know because i i guess in in my mind because i i am talking complimentary about the horror and i'm like well you know i mean because like i'm trying to compare it to other horror offerings and it's like no th- this is more uh psychological in 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 right. the way that the terror and the horror is there but it is definitely yeah there, and fans of that genre um w- will be satisfied and and i think fans that are looking for stylized uh slickness will will find what what they're looking for as well because like i mean again it's like if you're a fan of a period vintage fashion and all of the the trappings that go with it, it it's it is a a terrific period drama as well. And I, I think you nailed it earlier, Joe, that I think there's going to be uh, some awards talk um, on the, on the uh, costumes and set direct the costume design, the production design. Yeah, because it it is. And it could, it could be a fairly decent cinematography contender. It's might still be too early to say, but you never know. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, it, it's it's gorgeous. I mean, he worked with a different cinematographer than uh, than he usually does, and it's. I mean, I mean, just the stuff that that they do with the neon lights and just everything is just. It is just so slick. It's so polished. It is. It, it's. It's just. It's so cool looking. So for for me, it is a huge recommend. Uh, go watch it. Go tell your friends to watch it and enjoy a, a spooky, scary. A good time, um, Joe. Any uh, any other uh, um, I, non-spoilery thoughts before uh, before we transition? I'll just piggyback and say and sort of condense your thoughts. Basically, thank you. <laughs> basically, if you are looking for the the cinematic, like the like the vivid cinematic kaleidoscopic representation of like what's your favorite Halloween candy, Mike? Uh oh wow. I, I I'm gonna go. Um, Reese's peanut butter cups, the the minis, the miniatures. Okay, all right, yeah, all right. I'm all right. I'm just using that for an example. But like, sure. Like if it's Reese's cups, or if it's in in my case, anything with caramel. If it's basically last night in Soho would would be that representation of like what what whatever your favorite Halloween candy is, and perhaps dipped with an extra layer for that for that sweetness, that decadence, that that rawness. I I love that candy analogy. That is brilliant because you know with with all of the uh, bright colors um, and all that 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 kind of because um, it it is a candy colored movie at times. And I think taking that further, your analogy uh, or comparing it to caramel is very apt. Also, it's 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 thick, it's sweet, and it's uh, a little chewy too. A little. <laughs> I love this. I, I, I love how we're going with this. So Joe, when, uh, when can folks look forward to seeing your full review of uh, last night in Soho? We're, we're just chatting here, but I, I know you're cooking up a, a full written review uh, for folks to check out on the uh, 98.9, the bull website. Yeah, I'm still working on it, but, um, but the goal, t- the target date that I, uh, and, and that I gave to our, 
publicist friend, it'll be it'll be up by Thursday. Ah, so so those who are still on the fence, you'll and, and you'll be you'll be able to see it before and before that opening night crowd starts filtering in. So yeah, it's at nine eight nine the bull nine eight nine bull dot com, and just look for the music news tab, and then and then you'll be able to find my my sub page. Terrific, very cool. Well, folks can look forward to that. <laughs> Leaving ghosts. And that will do it for our spoiler-free review of Last Night in Soho. And again, the brand new movie from the imagination of Edgar Wright opens in theaters only this Friday, October 29th, just in time for Halloween. Go watch this movie. You will have a great time with it. Now, in respect of the wishes of the promoter, they have asked that we hold spoilers until after the release of the film. In fact, the press invite I have reads, quote, we kindly ask that coverage be held for release and that any mentions of spoilers be held until after release, which tells me that there are major spoilers to be had. And I will tell you right now that there is a twist ending that you will have to see to believe. Go see it for yourself. Now, I will release that portion of the podcast this weekend after the release of the movie. And again, go see it and go read Joe's review of Last Night in Soho at 989bull.com and join us for our next episode where Joe and I continue our discussion about Last Night in Soho full spoilers this time as well as reflecting on our time as a part of kgrg but that will wrap things up for this week's episode thank you so much for listening and for hanging out with us and if you want to listen to all of my past episodes subscribe on apple podcast stitcher google podcast spotify tune in or wherever the heck else you listen to your podcast and you can check out the full show archive out on soundcloud five years and over 300 episodes worth of shows out there become a Mike Cybertronian, join the MSRP Friends and Fans Facebook group and tune in for the Mike Cybert Radio podcast live stream on Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook Live. Like, share, rate, and review the show. Let us know what you like and what you'd like to hear more of in the future. For my guest, Joe Hammerschmidt, my name is Mike. This has been Mike Cybert Radio. And until next time, tell all our one, make good choices. You've been listening to the Mike Seibert Radio Podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching at Mike Seibert Radio. Email us at MikeSeibertRadio at gmail.com. The spelling on that, of course, is S-E-I-B-E-R-T. Call into the voicemail hotline at 231-224-MIKE. Once again, that's 231-224-6453. Special thanks to Michael Geisler for our theme music. For more like it, check out bydoormusic.com. This has been a Mike Seibert radio production.